0: And good morning to everyone in Southeast Louisiana. It is play-by-play coming to you live here on KLEB. Casey Disclare here with Coach Brian Colley. We have a fun show coming your way today. Um, at noon, we've got Tommy Minton of the victorious Vanderbilt Terriers who will be joining us. They beat South Terrebonne last night. A lot of Terrebonne schools played last night because... Their fall break is Thursday, Friday. Give the kids a long weekend. Terrebonne Um, Parish does theirs a little bit different than Lafourche Parish does. Uh, So Vanderbilt gets a win over South Terrebonne, and we'll have Tommy Mitten at noon. We'll have Chandler Guitros at 1145 for his usual Friday spot. And we're on the fence. Damien said he's got a lot of stuff to do work-wise. We may or may not have him at 1215. Um, We're just kind of playing that one by ear. If he could wiggle free, we'll try to have him on. But first, um, before we dive
1: into... Well, speaking of last night... (coughs) Oh, here we go. If
0: it makes anybody feel better, I did pick the Phillies to win the series. (laughs) Um, Oh, yeah. Disgusting. Um, We'll talk about that later in the show. MLB's got to do something about their playoffs, man. Every one of their top seeds are out. That's not a coincidence. We'll we'll talk about that a little bit later on. But anyway, before we dive into some of the high school stuff. Serious stuff. Yes. Uh, got a little bit of an update from our friends at Golden Meadow Middle School. A lot of people were concerned. Um, I was told that they had three players suffer some pretty serious injuries last night. Fortunately, all three are improving and are doing okay. Um, might be season ending injuries for all three, but I mean, that's, that's small potatoes when, when you give the fact that, uh, you know, we were having kids getting ambulanced off the field and um, from what i understand one of the young men that that was you know dealing with a, a head concussion type injury was unable to talk for a while i mean that's scary stuff man um
1: look i i read that i think this morning and that, that's scary yeah I that's mean, scary stuff it, and uh he he's gonna unfortunately miss their next game and hopefully he can be back for the, the final game but uh, yeah, scary stuff.
0: Yeah, it fortunately, it looks like everybody is is um is on the mend, and everybody is you know got their diagnosis, and it's all recoverable stuff, and you know things. Uh, but but then we're certainly thinking and praying for those folks um out there, Golden Meadow. And one of the things that <clears throat> can't get overstated or underst- oh can't get overstated um, is the fact that, and I saw some parents talking about this last night. It um what it does to a 12, 13, 14-year-old kid when you're watching some of your best friends be laying on the turf injured. And, like, I was talking to a parent last night of a kid who was not injured and who is okay and just was saying how shooken up her son was just seeing that all unfold. And, man, they've gone through a lot. And and I got a note um, today from Coach Easerman, and, and look, <clears throat> I think this is a great A, Awesome decision by Derek Brune. They're playing again Tuesday against Lockport. Usually whenever it's a Thursday, Tuesday, they practice on Friday to get ready. Derek met with the boys this morning on campus, told them, hey, I want y'all to go home this weekend, go have fun, go hang out with your buddies, go run around, play tag, uh, play video games, do whatever y'all would normally do if it weren't football season. The expression that I got was, Go and be kids. They want them to get their mind off of football. They'll come back Monday, get one practice in. They'll play Lockport Tuesday. I think that's a great decision. Let the boys get away. Let the boys be themselves. Let the boys kind of flush down the drain what happened last night.
1: And look, for a first-year head coach to have this amount of wisdom, I'm going to call it, is amazing. Yeah. It's just – and the job he's doing with that program is remarkable. I mean, he's uh, he's doing a great job. He's doing it the right way. Uh, he treats the kids the right way, at, you know, at the middle school level. And it's just uh, – it's good to see. And you're right. Even though a kid's not injured, they're standing on the sideline and watching a teammate maybe 50 yards away from them, just lying flat on their back, not knowing. And and, and Truck told us as it went on, you know, he started maybe getting a little more detangling stuff, you know, may have stopped and he was giggling a little bit. But they didn't know that from their vantage point on the sideline. So it is definitely a scary situation for them. And the correct decision was made because – It would be tough for these kids to come back and play after that. Yeah, for sure. And it's tough for these coaches to even start coaching again right after that. It's tough.
0: And, look, man, I want to clarify something um, because I I posted on social media yesterday, um, and I want to make sure that people fully understand what I was trying to say. Um, I put 30-plus minutes of waiting – on an ambulance and the first responders on the scene tending to the injured player are firefighters. That's not the answer. There has to be a better plan than this. I agree, and I stand by what I said. I there, We were waiting, and the final tally, by the way, was 50 minutes for an ambulance. That, that there, There's got to be a, a faster system than that. But what I wanted to clarify, please, dear God, don't think that I was um, uh, negating the efforts of the firefighters who were there. I know they're first responders. I know they're trained. I know they're going to do right. by the. I, I, I was not in any way trying to slight the firefighters who were there, but I'm just saying this. If someone's injured, if someone's hurt, if someone is down on the field and, and we need an ambulance, 50 minutes is too long. And look, I'm not blaming E.D. White. I'm not blaming, you know, any ambulance companies or anything. yet. But there's got to be a better and a faster system because fortunately it looks like we got out of this um, without a serious injury. But the next time, we might not be as lucky. And and, and and athletic trainers say all the time, those first five to ten minutes are the most critical. And 50 minutes is a long time, man. That's a long time. So, yeah, I just wanted to clarify. I uh, kind of could should have maybe said that a little bit, but I wasn't trying to slight the firemen. I'm so grateful and thankful that they were there. But 50 minutes, that's too long to wait on an ambulance, bro. That's way too
1: long. Yeah, and look, we don't know the entire situation. They could have had an ambulance there at the beginning of the game. That ambulance may have been called out and had to leave. We don't know that. But if an ambulance was not there at the beginning and they never had one there, I think that needs to be addressed, that an ambulance should have been there. And, and again, we don't know. They could have, have one, had one there before and could have got called out. So, uh, But the issue is if they, didn't, if they did not have one there, start the game and one was available i think that needs to uh to be looked at and again we don't know the entire situation but uh just thank god the 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 kid's okay
0: yep for sure um last night of course and we didn't even mention any dy did get a 34 to nothing win over golden i want to give a shout out on an attaboy to someone um or a bunch of someone's rather the sixth ward middle school team is down to like <clears throat> just a handful of players like they, they've barely got more and I, I could count them here in the picture let's see we've got 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 8 9 10 11 12 13 14 15 16 17 18 19 20 21 22 23 24 guys and some of these guys aren't even in pads so they probably weren't even available to play so they're probably down the closer you know 19 20 kids there were rumors and there were whispers that they may be weren't going to play Thibodeau Middle School last night but they did and I saw Six posted on their social media. Um, we're always proud of these boys. They never gave up. We're so proud of our Blue Jays. To those kids who have stuck it out, to those kids who are continuing to play and are competing and are running through the tape and are finishing the season, you guys are some badasses, and I'm super, super proud of those guys, man. It would have been easy to shut it down. It would have been easy to say, "Oh, we don't want to play Thibodeau. They're going to beat us bad." And let- Run through the tape, I'm super proud of Six to last night playing that game and finishing the year.
1: It says a lot about the character of these young men to uh, to go ahead and, and finish what you started. So yeah, kudos to those young men.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, we had some high school results um, last night. We had several high school results last night, as we said, teams were playing with uh, the, the fall break, and we had Lutcher get a 14 to seven win over Hanville.
1: does that surprise you Uh,
0: a little i guess but man i i'm trying to think of a way to say this (laughs) that doesn't sound mean to a Lutcher team that's exceptional when they face good defenses i don't think their offense is going to score um so yeah not really i mean i'm not surprised that they won but i'm also not surprised that they struggled but i don't know that their offense is there yet um so they got a 14 to 7 win over Hanville. Homa Christian School gets a 28 21 win over Riverdale. Huge win! You beat a 4A opponent. Huge win for Homa Christian School last night. Coach Celestine and his crew get a big one. Vanderbilt gets a 41 to 14 win over South Terrebonne. I wasn't there. I haven't seen stats. If I had to guess, Jalen Coleman probably ran wild. We'll ask Tommy Minton about it at noon. Uh, but Vanderbilt uh, stays hot. They're starting to turn things around. They've gotten to an easier portion of their schedule. Somewhat of the game of the night locally um, ended up being not so much of the game of the night. Destrehan gets a 38 to seven win over Tara bone. Destrehan stays unbeaten. Um bone drops to five and two on the season. Uh, tough one last night for the Tara tigers, but Destrehan just keeps flexing their muscles, man. They're, they're the defending state champions. They lost a lot, a lot off of that championship team. And people keep telling me, Oh, they're not as good as they were last year. Well, they sure don't show it whenever they take the field on Fridays.
1: <laughs> they just reloaded. That's it.
0: <clears throat> Absolutely re- reloaded. Let's go see now. Because remember earlier in the week we were telling you that Terrebonne was 24th um, despite being 5-1. After last night's game, they're still 24th. So that's the benefit of playing an undefeated opponent is that you really – the boat didn't wobble a whole lot. So that's good news for Terrebonne.
1: Now for Terrebonne, Casey, they're going to have to – tonight, <clears throat> big games, they're not – Playing. They play last night, but that's big games. You got to look the teams around them from 22 to maybe 26, 27.
0: Yep. If they all win, they can maybe move down a few spots. And if you're Terrebonne, you're also rooting for John F. Kennedy, Lakeshore, Ellender. Like you're rooting for your non district opponents to get wins tonight. um Yeah, you're right. That's a great point. Next week, they're taking on East St. John on the road. Maybe a little bit more of a favorable matchup, but that's still going to be really tough. And the, and the problem, and we keep saying this, is the problem in that district right now is Hanville. Because Hanville's good enough to beat you, but they've only got one win. So it then becomes a, a horrific loss. Um, that's, that's going to be a problem for a lot of these. And look, Hanville has not played any of the Bayou schools yet. They played Thibodeau, the game didn't count. They haven't played any of the Bayou schools yet. They played Destran, they played East St. John, they played Lutcher. That's their last three games. But boy, that last week ten matchup, Terrebonne and Honville, is gonna be a huge, <laughs> huge game for playoff implications, man. That's gonna be a big, big old ball game right there.
1: That that's a must win for Terrebonne, no doubt. And and also for Honville. Uh who do you have Hornville before? It-
0: uh, they should get back on track. They got Bourgeois and Central. They should enter that game. I mean, they'll be favored to win both of those games. Um, but when you look at where Hanville is, right now they're sitting at 31st. So they're going to need to win to try to, to get closer to that top 28 line. It's
1: uh, going to come down that last game?
0: Yep, I think so. It's going to be a fight to the finish for the Tigers. Wow. And, uh, yeah, that would be a very exciting game. Let's catch a break when we get back. Coach Chan Legitros will be on live. He will be talking with us about uh, some things that's going on over in Tarpon football land. It's play-by-play. We'll be right back after this. While inventory is growing, prices are dropping at Golden Motors. Come to Golden Motors and
2: check out the new 2023 Chevrolet Silverado with all new technology and improved great fuel economy. Whether you're looking to tow your boat or camper, or if it's just you for your daily commute, the and towing capability is there for you. Check out the new 2023 Chevy Silverado at Golden Motors, 15101, Highway 3235, and Cutoff, the Back Road, 325-1000. Chevy, find new roads. Price is priority.
3: Celebrating 75 years in business
4: Attention event managers, Joe Septic Contractors has been there for you in New Orleans and the surrounding areas. Whether it's a construction site, fair, or festival, let Joe Septic Contractors help you determine how many potties and how much temporary fencing you may need for your next event. Visit Joe Septic at Viscom.net. That's Joe Septic at Viscom.net. Locations in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fouchon, Abbeville, Reserve, and Odessa, Texas.
3: Time is money.
0: Play by play, my microphone. Yeah, we're, we're on. Um, maybe I got to tune up my headphones. Welcome back to. Yeah, there we go. My headphones were just slow. One um, second
1: before we get Chandler.
0: Oh, here we go. Let me guess.
1: Computer slow.
0: Yeah. Hopefully it freezes. Chandler, hold on. We're coming, buddy. Brian's trying to make fun of me.
5: Bat-a-bat-a
4: swing, better, better swing, better, better swing. Swing, better, better swing, better, better swing, better, better swing. Yeah. the brave swamp and miss. Hey, baby,
0: do you come here? All, all right, done? that's enough of that. Hey, baby, now. That's enough of that crap. It's play by play here. Go to the phone lines. We have Chandler Gietos on the line. Good morning, Coach. How we doing, brother? Hey, good morning, guys. How are you? Go? Good, dude. Um, you guys were not able to play a junior varsity freshman game this week. Um, was that due to some things on you guys' end, or does Morgan City just not have the second team? What went into that decision, brother?
5: I'm not sure. I really don't want to speculate uh, too much because I really didn't uh, ask, but this was never a game that was scheduled with Morgan City. If you look at our original JV freshman schedule, uh, for whatever reason, we did not have a game uh, on this date, so I'm not sure if that was something on their end or uh – With travel, I'm not sure, so I really don't want to speculate. But this game was uh, never scheduled, so our kids got a little bit of a break this
0: week. Okay, sounds good, man. And, look, tell us about that. The break, I'm sure, was much needed. Those kids are working hard. They're getting a lot of reps in and everything of the sort. Uh, You guys, when you get back at it, should be a little bit of a refreshed group, brother.
5: Uh, For sure, yeah. Look, especially with fall break uh, this week, our guys got a little bit of a break from school. And, uh, you know, really program-wide, we're uh, kind of looking at – that, you know, this part of the season, really trying to keep kids fresh. You're not really going to be hitting a lot in practice as much. Uh, in fact, we only put the shoulder pads on uh, once uh, this week, or we're only able to with a little bit of a weather issue on Wednesday. Uh, so we kind of kept it light for our guys, and right now we're going to prioritize keeping our kids fresh and healthy going into these last few weeks of the season.
0: I had um, Joe Tuton on earlier in the week, and he said that a lot of his guys are playing Fall ball. We had Shane Trosclair on earlier in the week, and he said the same. A lot of his guys are playing fall ball. Do we have a lot of the Tarpons right now who are getting some swings, either for the Hogs or somebody else getting some fall reps?
5: Yes, we do. We have uh, a few playing with Joe. We have uh, Jack Laday playing with uh, the Knights uh, still, as the organization he's been with forever, and uh, some in the Nichols fall league. So uh, I think uh, I might have heard that interview. <laughs> I think it was Shane that said the same thing that you got uh, kids playing in all three organizations. So. Uh, Yes, absolutely. We have kids playing right now, and, uh, you know, those uh, coaches really do a good job of not just uh, getting the kids game reps, but also taking care of them, making sure they're not abusing anybody's arm uh, right now, especially because a lot of these guys who are playing in the fall league, that's the same crew that played until uh, August. You know, it's the same kind of baseball specialty guys, baseball-only guys that uh, kind of played year-round, so they really do a good job of taking care and keeping our kids healthy.
0: For sure, man. Um, look, let's talk about the freshman JV football teams once more. When do you guys play again? Um, and is it home away? Like, Give us the deets, man.
5: Uh, next week, obviously, we're not going to make a trip out to St. Louis on a Wednesday night for a JV game. So we uh, we actually picked up a game with E.D. White. We'll be playing at E.D. White next Wednesday. Right now it's scheduled for 530, but that was on the schedule back when we had a freshman night a JV game. Uh, So I'm pretty sure in order to make sure we're at practice as long as possible, we're going to get with Coach Young, and that game's probably going to start close to 6 or 6.30, similar to what we did two weeks ago with Assumption.
0: Very good. Um, Man, one of the things that I'm seeing with that group is uh, they're starting to build a little bit of confidence, man. They're starting to play um, with a little bit of swag and a little bit of vibe, and as a result, a couple of your guys got called up to the varsity level this past week. We saw uh you know i, th- I believe four of, you- of the freshmen move up and get the dress and dude that's what it's all about man seeing those kids progressing it's almost like a minor league system for baseball right you know you guys are kind of the double a jv's kind of the triple a and then varsity friday nights is the big show it's cool to see some of your guys make that leap man
5: yeah it really is and look so, uh some of the guys like uh you know bo chargers or. uh, uh you know, whoever else, uh, Carter Collier, they never really played with us. They just kind of jumped off the page a little bit earlier. I think these other guys, uh, you know, just needed a little bit of a chance to show themselves in the spotlight. Maybe they didn't jump off the page day one, but once we started seeing them play against their peers, uh, you know, that varsity coaching staff kind of realized, okay, these kids could help us right now. What are we waiting on uh, kind of deal. So uh, they just needed an opportunity, man. Once they got it, they're shining. They're, uh, you know, definitely not finished products. Uh, but they definitely belong at the level that they're at now, and I'm uh, just so happy for them, I'm so proud of them. They deserve it, and more importantly than that, they can help us. And uh, In high school football, there's no hard feelings. The best players need to be on the field to give you a chance to win, and uh, you know, sometimes it just takes a little bit of time to figure out who those guys are, uh, but uh, those guys are going to keep on getting shots and uh, you know, kind of make a push at this thing toward the end of the year.
0: Joe Tuton told us earlier in the week he said he was super impressed with Jacob Pierce and the strides that he's made in the offseason. Have you guys seen that, brother? It looks like he's having a great offseason.
5: Yeah, uh, look, the, uh, the thing that really stands out uh, that I'm excited this year is him on the base paths. Uh, this summer we kind of let him have a little bit more flexibility, and there are some calls that I'm going to have to add to my card. Like there were some opportunities there where we probably could have, you know, straight stole home base with him just because he's so instinctive uh, you know, just so, uh, just has such a good feel for the game, knows exactly how far he can get on a lead. So he's going to be a guy he gets on base, man. You're going to have to try like hell to stop him from scoring because he's, he's always looking for that extra opportunity. Uh, at shortstop last year, he had some growing pains uh, a little bit there in the middle of the season, but I think that he's going to have a tremendous, uh, you know, next two years in the middle. And uh, with the stigma, man, that's going to be our leadoff hitter the next two years. Excited to what he brings to the table. Uh, but he's one of those that uh, he's, he's just a spark uh, when he gets on base. Man, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Facing
0: Morgan City tonight on the varsity level, um, look, let's be honest, it's a game that on paper the Tarpons are favored to win. How do you go on the road and take care of business and, and, and check that one off?
5: Yeah, um, you know, just kind of looking at uh, game plan-wise with uh, you know, what we're looking from them. They really throw the ball well. They got a quarterback they could sling at a couple of big receivers that could go up and get it. Uh, so, you know, that's always scary. You know, a uh, team that can uh, just out-athlete you sometimes, that's kind of scary. Uh, I think the defense is going to be looking to pressure the quarterback a lot, maybe create some turnovers. And offensively, you know, I think that uh, you know, we found a lot last week in the run game. Uh, I'm not going to say over the radio exactly what we're running, but, uh, you know, a couple of plays that we, we just feel that we're just executing at a high level and then meets just reading at a high level and making cuts. And Hendrion blocks at such a high level that uh, we look to build on that and uh, you know maybe air it out a little bit more as well, give uh, guys like Colton Dior more of a chance to shine.
0: Sounds like a winner, bro. Before we let you go, you know we got to talk about LSU football. The Tigers are back home taking on Auburn. It's uh, an opportunity for the defense to maybe get right a little bit against a weaker offense. What are some things you're hoping to see from LSU tomorrow?
5: Yeah, uh, first off, I'm going to miss this game so much when it goes away. For, uh, for people in uh, kind of our generation, I started really uh, becoming a huge fan in the late 90s, early 2000s, and it wasn't Alabama or Ole Miss. It was always the Auburn game. That was the game we looked forward to the most, and uh going to be ashamed to kind of see that rivalry go away, but uh, Look, offense could definitely build upon what they're doing. And, uh, you know, defense is just to build a little continuity, get a little confidence uh, going. I think that uh, this week defensively is going to tell you a lot more. Army is going to be kind of a a whole different animal uh, the next week. But hopefully they can build some momentum and keep it going toward that big game and that first week of November.
0: Sounds like a winner, bro. Thanks so much for the time. We'll see you tonight, partner. All right, y'all. Have a good one, Casey. Yep, that is Coach Chandler. Guitro is doing a good job, as always. We look forward to chatting with him every Friday. Um, it's cool, man. Those baseball kids um, getting some work, working out in the fall and getting some things done and uh, looking forward to, I don't know, we've got a whole season. You know, we got basketball season before baseball, but I'm looking forward to seeing the Tarpons get some work.
1: Well, we we'll see a lot of baseball practices going on now as we travel doing the, uh, the middle school games, especially uh, during the week. You see the baseball light, the field lights on and teams are getting a lot of work in, so... It's, uh, it's year round, these guys. They work, and I think you have to to keep up with everybody else in the state.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going to go to Tommy Minton. His team got a win yesterday over South Terrible, and the Vanderbilt continues to roll. It's play by play. We'll be right back after this.
4: Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about DoFriend building materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called DoFriend Easy Buy? Come see us at dofriendlumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the Do Friend difference.
0: Gen Gators at Industrial Power
3: Systems, your local power generator professionals. Serving the entire Gulf Coast as your Kohler titanium dealer. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators. For the most trusted brands in
0: the industry, Kohler, Generac, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins, Onan, and more, Gen Gators at Industrial Power Systems is the place for you. 152 North Hollywood Road in Homa, and Highway 3235 in Galliano.
6: candidate for re-election for Lafouche Parish Councilman, District 9. I'm presently retired and have the knowledge, the experience, and the desire to keep serving the people of South Lafouche. Let me continue to be the voice of South LaFouche on October the 14th. I would appreciate your vote and support. Number 82, God bless, paid for by the Daniel Lorraine Campaign Fund. <laughs> All your auto repairs for your
7: first car should be to Troy's Paint and Body Shop, located on Highway 3235 in LaRose. They're established since 1997. Troy's Paint and Body Shop is family owned and operated. They sell parts and repair all makes and models of vehicles. Troy's Paint and Body Shop honors all insurance estimates. Go by and see their trusted team of technicians for all your auto needs. Trust me, Troy's Paint and Body Shop, 985-693-4133. That's
4: 985-693-4133. Lady of the Sea Community Pharmacy staff are trained in finding the lowest cost available on your medication. Stop by with your prescriptions or medicine bottles and let one of us review your options with you. With two convenient locations to serve you, we're located in Rouse's Supermarket, Highway 3235 in La Rose, or at Lady of the Sea Medical Clinic in Cutoff. Our staff available Monday through Friday from 8.30 a.m. to 7.00 p.m. and Saturdays 9.00 a.m. to 3.00 p.m. We treat you like family at Lady of the Sea. Hi, I'm Lieutenant
8: Governor Billy Nungesser. When I took office, I promised to work hard and open our doors to the world. And boy, did we ever. Five record-breaking years in tourism. In one year, over 53 million people visited Louisiana. Louisiana. They left behind $1.9 billion in taxes you and I didn't have to pay, saving us over $1,100 per Louisiana family. When we took office, seven state parks were slated to close for lack of funding. Not only did we keep them open, but several are making a profit. When have you ever heard of a state agency making a profit? I see a day when all of our parks will make a profit for Louisiana. There's nothing I won't get involved in to make Louisiana better. Cape Louisiana Beautiful was moved under my office. This year, we had our largest cleanup ever with over 580 teams in all 64 parishes. I'm Lieutenant Governor Billy Nungesser, asking for your vote so I can continue to work hard for all of Louisiana. We have so much more to do, and we're just getting started. Paid for by friends of Billy Nungesser.
0: Welcome back to play-by-play Play here on KLEB. Casey, just here with Coach Brian Colley, and we go to the phone lines for the second time today, and we go to Vanderbilt Catholic. Their football coach, Tommy Minton, joins us. Coach, good afternoon. How we doing, buddy?
9: Doing fine, Case. Doing fine, man.
0: Good, man. Look, you guys are in a little bit of an interesting situation. There's no Friday night game to prepare for. You guys took care of that last night, taking on South Terrebonne and getting a victory. Tell us about the way the kids played, man. Uh,
9: I thought it was a very solid effort. Uh. You know, when you look at it, we uh we do a lot of good things on defense. We uh, we took away the things we needed to take away to be successful and to stop them. And offensively, uh, we were very productive with our drives. Uh, we, uh, you know, for the second week in a row, we we played a quarter. Uh, our starting quarterback is the house. and uh, uh, Ben Hill stepped up last night big time. Uh, used seven or ten and two five touchdown passes and 116 yards. So, uh, and then the ground game was very efficient. at 177 yards, 22 carries. So, uh, you, you know, I, I feel you know, good about the way the offense ended a, a fake punch for a touchdown was disappointing. Uh, uh the rest of our special teams closed. not also the average starting field position and I is fantastic. So uh, you know, all around good effort. Did you guys sort
0: of know coming in, looking at the schedule, knowing, hey, you know, Edie White early, Bell Chase early, Lutcher early, St. Charles early. Did you guys kind of know, like, hey, man, we just got to get through this first half and, and and let those tough challenges get us better and then know that in the second half, you know, towards the playoffs, we're going to peak at the right time?
9: I mean, well, that's the general idea. I mean, you, you know when you schedule those teams, you're playing good teams. And you schedule those teams to get better. I mean, that's the whole idea. Uh, you, you know, kids, I've been to the Dome three times, and I've never – going there with an undefeated team. Uh, I've had two losses all three times, as a matter of fact. But I felt like those losses made me better. And,
5: and I don't have to the
9: end, you know? so that's, that, that, that's part of the process, I feel like. You play good teams, you get better, and you find out a lot about yourself.
0: For sure, man. Look, you guys, um, t- tell us about the way Coleman has been playing. I saw some highlights against Morgan City; was electric. And I know you guys are getting some other playmakers involved as well. Uh, but talk about the way the offense is coming along, man. I mean, I, I,
9: I think everybody is kind of finding their role, finding their niche. And uh, you know, Jalen's doing some good things in the run game and the pass game. He's caught some passes of late. You uh, know. And uh, the last couple of weeks, Jahari Coleman has been asking touchdown pass. I caught another touchdown pass. And yeah, he's caught a touchdown pass. Uh, yeah, a he's a yeah, he's caught a touchdown pass. About I think it's four weeks in a row now. So uh, I, I think a yeah. very balanced offense. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse yeah. me. Uh, you know, that's some person off of jail and going you know, to play call and a, a, a little bit more of a, uh a impact on on what the defense is expecting. So, uh you know, I feel good about where we're
0: at. How do you approach the long week? I know it's fall break out there. Do you give the kids the weekend off, come back Monday? I know the coaches are going to probably get together. How do you guys handle the extra day of rest?
9: Well, I mean, we're, the coaches are at work right now. I mean, we're putting a game plan together. for all like and uh, putting last night's game to bed with all the corrections that we need to go over with the kids. But, uh, um, you know, we, we did. We, we we feel like at this point in the season, it's been a long drive. We gave the kids three days off, and uh, I feel like they're going to come back Monday uh, a little rejuvenated, a little rested. It's, a, it's the longest trip they've had off in about 10 weeks. So <laughs> uh, it'll do them some good, you know, and, uh. uh and you know, we'll, we'll pick up the next week, it's homecoming week, so that's always a, a a challenge for a coach. But uh, we'll, we'll get involved I'll
0: start on Monday. Division two select is loaded, bro. St. Thomas Moore, Lafayette Christian, Ed White, Turling, St. Louis, Shaw, you guys, Evangel, Madison Prep, De La Salle could go on and on. Boy, that look I mean we we spent a lot of time in Louisiana talking about Division One select because that one's loaded too. But boy Division Two is no slouch. There's some really, really good teams in the playoffs there.
9: Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. And I mean that's why, you know, early in the year you, you play teams like E. D. White, like Saint Charles, like Russia, and you know, it it, it it tests the resolve of your team and, and you coach and staff and and makes you better and uh, you know when you get in the playoffs, every week it's going to be a battle, so you got
6: to be prepared. For
0: sure. Coach Man. congrats on the win. We thank you so much for the time. We'll chat again soon. Thank you, Katie. Yep, that is Coach Tommy Minton doing an excellent job with the Vanderbilt Terriers. They got a big win last night. They're um, now 4-3 and three on the season. They're probably going to be favored in their final three games of the season. They're taking on Ellender Assumption and South LaFouche. Assumption and South Beach are both on the road, so maybe they could be some challenges. But Vanderbilt's in a pretty good spot. They're rolling. They beat Morgan City fifty-six to seven. Beat South Terrebonne forty-eight to fourteen. We saw South Terrebonne a couple weeks ago. Defensively, they're pretty good. You, you hang forty-eight on them. You're uh, you're starting to move the ball pretty effectively. And the Terriers are going to be one of those players in Division Two. Man, that that um, that Division Two bracket is loaded. But they're one of the teams to look out
1: for for sure. And I think it's setting up their final two games or big games. It's going to have some playoff implications uh, on the line those last two games. And for Vanderbilt, it's going to be depending on, how, you know, where they're going to be seated at in the playoffs. And for their opponents, there's going to be some big games for them coming up, weeks 9 and 10.
0: Man, uh, one of the teams that I mentioned when we were talking about Division two is I was saying, you know, hey, uh, Turlings Catholic is one of the teams that's up there. Lafayette Christian, I don't know if you saw <laughs> – Lafayette Christian flexed their muscles last night against Terlingua Catholic. As we look at around the, the some of the state scoreboard, had a lot of games around the state last night. Airline defeats Haughton fifty-six to twenty-one. Benton defeats Southwood forty-nine to eight. Parkway defeats Bird twenty-one to nothing. Chalmette defeats MLK Charter thirty-five to fourteen. Of course, we told you Destrehan thirty-eight Terrebonne seven. Dutchtown gets a thirty-to-sixteen win over Live Oak. Lutcher defeats Hanville fourteen um, to seven. Let's see, da, 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 da. Parkway and Bird. I told you about. Southwood and Benton, I told you about. But the score that I was referencing just a second ago is Lafayette Christian. And doggone it, it's not on the LHSA website, so I have to go pull up the score on Twitter. They got a huge lopsided win over Turlings last night, and it'll be a result that I think will shock a lot of people. So let me type it into Twitter Lafayette Christian. Last night against Turlings Catholic, Lafayette Christian scored a. Sixty-two to three win over Turlings.
1: Sixty-two to three.
0: Sixty-two to three over a five and one Turlings team that's now five and two. A Turlings team that's one of the top teams in Division Two Select. By the way, they're ranked fifth.
1: Hey, look, you may have did. Uh, did you give a St. Louis score?
0: They won. Uh, it, I didn't give the score, but I could tell you that they won. Let me scroll down and tell you exactly if it's posted. St. Louis got a thirty-four to seven win over Lake Charles College Prep.
1: Setting up to be a big, big game in a couple of weeks.
0: So, just looking at some of the things that Lafayette Christian has done this year, um, they beat Acadiana 61-38.
1: Are you talking on the field?
0: Yeah. Right. <laughs> 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 oh, not, let's not go there. We had someone who went there yesterday. <laughs> I heard. Woodlawn of Baton Rouge beat them 49-14. You beat Jesuits 51-18. to you beat uh, Turlings a zillion to three. You beat Northside 65 to 22. Their only loss this year is 29-26 to Rustin on the road. Um, they're going to be one of the teams, man. They St. Thomas Moore's another one. Um, those are the teams that E.D. White and Vanderbilt are going to have to be trying to knock off. It's going to be a tough sledding. Now, I'll say this. E.D. White was very excited that Turlings lost last night because as a result, remember Kyle, last time he came on, he said, you want to be in the top four. As a result of Turling's losing last night, Ed White catapulted. They're now sitting at number four, so maybe a chance to be at home throughout the whole playoffs, so to speak. And I know that's something they'd be looking forward to.
1: Yep, Ed <clears throat> e. White's going to be set up. I think they're playing some good football, and if they continue doing that, they'll they're going to like where they sit come playoff time.
0: Homer Christian School, we mentioned, got a big win big last win. night against a four A opponent that catapulted them all the way up to number nineteen in Division Three Select, so they got themselves a little bit of cushion. And an opportunity to maybe make the postseason. So good on Coach Celestine and his staff there um, for getting a big old win tonight. The local schedule's a little bit lighter uh, because we've got four games already in the can. Central Lafouche will be hosting East St. John. Um, let's see, we've got H L. Bourgeois hosting Thibodeau. You and I will be making the trip to Morgan City for South Lafouche and Morgan City. Want we'll to see how Thibodeau responds? By the way, a very emotional week last week. They're favored to win. We'd like to see how they respond. Um, we got Ellender and Assumption tonight locally in our area. Our boy Dennis, who came on yesterday. So he's taking on Boshan tonight. <clears throat> Let's see. Letcher's already played. They defeated Hanville. We told you about Morgan City and South Lafouche. South Terrebonne played Vanderbilt. E.D. White will be traveling to take on Donaldsonville. Donaldsonville, God bless you. Ooh. The mean machines coming. Um, Homer Christian School won last night over Riverdale. Central Catholic of Morgan City traveling to take on Berwick. Um So, Coach Case, if you're listening, man, send me some scores from that one tonight. We're curious about that one. Covenant Christian is traveling to take on Highland Baptist. So those are the local teams that will be in action. If you're a South Lafourche fan, you're rooting for St. Edmund, right? They play Sacred Heart tonight. Uh, St. Edmund has an opportunity to maybe get another win and help the Tarpons out some. Um, We're already going to be through Week 7, man. Just, uh, Just a handful of Friday nights left guaranteed for all the schools around the state. And uh, very much so looking forward to seeing how things shake out tonight locally in our area.
1: Yeah, the next uh, three weeks will be some very critical games for some schools in our area to see if they get in and where they're going to end up being when those numbers come out.
0: Yep, for sure. There's no doubt about that, man. Um, Let's catch a break. When we get back out of said break, we are going to talk about some things happening in the world of sports. Um, we've got a little bit of NFL news. We'll talk a little bit of college football. Uh, I get, And at the bottom of the show, I'll get you some weekend predictions, which I'm sure Brian will be recording and play back all the losers. It's play-by-play on KLEB. My job. We'll, we'll be right back after this.
9: Absolute Fitness wants to welcome our community to come back and check us out. You'll discover an amazing environment and a friendly and welcoming staff at Absolute Fitness. We have a 12,000 square foot facility with all new top of the line equipment, new saunas, an amazing smoothie bar, personal trainers, and much, much more. Absolute Fitness offers many types of very competitive memberships along with a dual membership with our proud partner, CrossFit Brackish. Absolute Fitness at 17092 West Main Street, Galhiano.
10: Hello, my name is Devin Lewis, and I'm a candidate for LaFouche Parish Council, District Eight seat. I'm born and raised in LaRose, and still live just down the street from my parents, Wilbur and Mary, with my three children, Connor, Sophia, and McCullough. I attended school at Holy Rosary, LCO, and South Lafourche High School, and college at University of Tennessee and Tulane University. I was proud to serve my country as a United States Marine. I love my country, my family, and where I'm from. On October 14th, I'm asking you, with an honor and privilege, to continue to serve all three. My name is Devin Lewis, candidate for Lafourche Parish Council, District 8. Paid for by Devin Lewis.
3: Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Houma.
0: 3T Oil Change is an efficient, quick-loop service that offers oil changes for gas and diesel engines. Brake tags, tire sales and services, engine and cabin air filters, bulb replacement and wiper blades with the convenience of a drive through No appointment necessary. 3T Oil Change on Main Street and cutoff. Call 798-7401. Proud supporter of South LaFouche Sports, 3T Oil Change says, Go Tarpons! No, don't you dare. You I got to take, take a, stand a stand and don't help to hide. I got to sing this one when it comes on, right? Real American Hulk Hogan, we're rocking and rolling, we're jamming out
1: here in the AM studio. Why weren't you singing and dancing the two songs I played for you? Special request songs for you. Tanya, if you're if you're
0: listening, take him camping more often. And you, get get him out well, of my look, hair.
1: Honestly, you should have known something was up when me and Buddy are in a studio.
0: <laughs> oh, I didn't even pay attention to that. I, I saw that you came on. I didn't see that you and Buddy were concocting something. Look oh, at yeah. him over there. Yeah. Sly weasel. <laughs> uh, they're bullying me, folks. Um, we've got some NFL this week and last night. Uh, the Taylor Swift team defeated the Broncos, 19 to eight. It wasn't all that impressive for Kansas City, but it was a Thursday night game. Sometimes those games are a little sloppy. The Chiefs are five and one. Uh, Kelsey, despite the ankle injury, was terrific. Nine catches, 124 yards. Mahomes was 30 of 43, 06, one touchdown, one interception. But the story leaving this game, Sean's got to find him a quarterback. Um, Russell Wilson last night was 13 of 22, 95 yards passing, one touchdown, two interceptions. The Broncos are one and five. The honeymoon between Peyton and Wilson is over. They're not getting along. Sean said after the game. See if I could find the exact quote. Let's see. Um, I don't see that. Okay, he said, um, "I'm disappointed, but I'm not discouraged. We struggled throwing the ball." Our third down numbers were The turnovers against a team like this is going to be tough to win the game. But we were still in in the fourth quarter. That's the way that the game is going to unfold. That honeymoon's over. Sean doesn't want Russ anymore. I mean, it's become apparent. They argue on the sidelines. He's he's throwing his hands up, and um, Russell follows that up with a 95 yard performance yesterday.
1: Broncos are a mess.
0: <clears throat> they are a mess. Um, but part of me wonders if it's. Not a mess by design, right? Because I think Sean wants to kind of gut this locker room. And I think that we're sort of seeing that take place. They traded Randy G- Gregory. They cut Frank Clark. Like they're they're getting rid of their veteran players. It feels like Sean's tearing it down to the studs. And this offseason, they're going to want to attack and then and, and try to get some of quote unquote his guys in. Um, well, yeah, look, that's a risky strategy, though.
1: But I think it's a great point you're making because look back in, at New Orleans. With Sean Payton, if you weren't good in the locker room, you were gone. Yeah, he 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 got rid of you, and uh, maybe he, yeah, he wants to get the locker room turned around. And
0: but this is a great year to have a good draft pick, but there's a ton of quarterbacks that I think are going to make difference makers. But the problem with this now for Denver is, let me read you what Russell Wilson is old. Russell Williams, Russell Williams, Russell Wilson is it under will be Williams. Yeah is yeah Caleb Woods <laughs> yes. yeah he is owed a 5 year 242 million dollar contract next year he's owed 35 million dollars against your salary cap in 2025 he is owed 55 million dollars against your salary cap and he's under contract until 2028 when he would be forty years old. He's thirty-five now, he looks washed up. Can you imagine him when he's forty years old making fifty million dollars? How ugly that's gonna be. What's gonna have to happen, they're gonna have to just swallow the the money. They're gonna just have to release him and just take the, the dead money hit because this dude's done, bro. He he last year he looked done, and then we all blame Nathaniel Hackett. We all say, Oh well, he doesn't have a good coordinator. Maybe with with a coordinator it'd be different. Nah. Russell Wilson's done. He doesn't want to run anymore. He can't make plays with his legs. He's not good enough in the pocket. And you said it best. Denver's a mess. They're 1-5. They're unquestionably one of the worst teams in the NFL.
1: And a couple of times he did. He tugged the ball and ran. Uh, when he did, he looked okay. I mean, he, he was diving for first downs. And But um, too many passes just being deflected and knocked down. And his receivers don't help him out at all. They, they got... Look, it'd have been some tough catches, but you in the NFL, you got to make those plays. man. You got to make them, and and they don't. They they drop so many passes, and the balls are not a hundred percent on target. But my goodness, if it's eighty five percent, where it needs, you got to catch it. And,
0: and they got some. They're some, not. They got some big time dudes. I mean, Jerry Judy. That's a guy that a lot of people were excited about. They got some big time receivers, and look, it ain't gonna get any better. Um The next five weeks, you play Green Bay at home. Yeah, Green Bay's kind of shaky. Then you're playing the Chiefs. Then you're playing the Bills. Then you're playing the Vikings, who are always tough. Then you're playing Cleveland, who's one of the best defenses in the NFL. Like, this doesn't get any better, which leads me to ask you the question you think Sean regrets coming back so soon and going maybe to not an ideal situation, knowing that, hey, this offseason the Chargers might fire their coach and you might have an even better situation? Do you think Sean regrets that contract and kind of rushing back into it a little bit?
1: He will never admit it, but I think, yes, he has to. Yeah. I mean, again, it's a mess where they're at.
0: And if they don't – and I I do think that there's a world, right, where – he guts the locker room. They have a good offseason. They sign some guys. They get some good draft picks. They cash. I do think there's a world where they can maybe turn this around pretty quick, but it's going to have to. We're going to have to see something next year because we're not seeing anything right now. This offense is a mess. Um, they're gonna have to. They're gonna have to figure some things things out in January and February whenever we get to the offseason. And I
1: mean, look, there's no way you get rid of Peyton after oh, one no, no, year, no, no, no. right? Not unless
0: I, if he decides that he doesn't want to be there and you know retires again or whatever. Yeah, they're not gonna fire but him. But he
1: can't. I don't see him walking away from this situation. Walking out on a, a a bad year, on a down year, terrible year.
0: So New Orleans, by the way, speaking to the home team, they're gonna be pe- taking on the Texans. They're two point favorite. Some interesting things on the injury report for New Orleans this week. Guard Andrus Pete is listed as questionable. Don't know if he's going to be able to give it a go. But one that's a little bit of a surprise, defensive end Cameron Jordan is listed as questionable. He's on the injury report. He's playing. (laughs) I would think so, too. Um, But, boy, I hope he could, you know, stay healthy because they need him for the long stretch of the season. Jawan Johnson is questionable. That's one thing that I saw. Oh, man, I'm drawing a blank. The guy who we were talking about and showed up at the sports corner, the offense coordinator, Carmichael. Um, I was drawing a blank there for a second. One of the things Pete Carmichael said this week is we've got to get our tight ends more involved. Jawan Johnson in three games has seven catches for 61 yards. Foster Moreau in three games has three catches for 26 yards. Jimmy Graham is beyond washed. He's got one catch for eight yards in five games. Now, the granted, that one catch was a touchdown. Um they're getting nothing out of that position right now and, and you know this, it makes it so much easier when you have that weapon that could you know, work the middle of the field and when third and six could go get you eight yards and I don't know if it's Johnson I don't know if it's Moreau, I don't know if it's Graham I don't know who it's going to be but somebody needs to step up there and, and make things a little easier for Derek Carr, give him a security blanket man
1: Look the Saints had a good game against a, a pretty bad team don't think everything's fix for New Orleans, they still have major problems. And on offense, when you have your star running back, did you hear his post-game comments? Some people, oh, what a great team leader he is. I couldn't believe some of the things that he was saying, and he, he was speaking the truth. Okay, but you're going to tell me that during the course of a game, you're going to go to your quarterback, you're going to go to your receivers, and you're going to talk about, oh, we need to do this, then you're going to approach your offensive coordinator and tell him we need to run this? And keep – like, I kept nudging Pete Carmichael, hey, we have to run this, we have to run – Kamara's calling the plays. And so don't think everything, oh, Pete Carmichael's (laughs) – no. It's the players and – my goodness, you're going to come out in public and, oh, I'm glad to see he had fun and calling your plays.
0: For once, y'all, it's not me saying the, the mean and negative things, but you're right. That was very interesting. And um, really, okay, man, I'm, I'm trying to think of a way to say this because I'm, I'm never, I know I'm going to make people angry. The way that they have rallied around Kamara since he's been back. And the first game that he was back in the Dome, he's leading the hoot at Chan. And the dude was suspended, because he beat the yeah. hell out of somebody. And he, and he snuck him. Right? Like, this is not a situation where the dude was was out because he took some sort of substance and got suspended and, and he didn't realize that what he was taking was illegal. The dude's fortunate that he's not in prison right now. I mean, he, he, if not for that plea deal, would have served some time. He and his boys jumped somebody. And then now come right back and are making some statements in the locker room. And just play ball, bro. Just go out there and play Well, You're a great player. Let your play do the talking. Um, C.J. Stroud will be a load for the Saints to handle. He has been very good this season. 1,461 yards, seven touchdowns, no interceptions. I know we said a couple days ago, or maybe it was a week or so ago, I'm kind of off the Bryce Young train. Uh, you said give him more time, and I respect that. But is it fair to say, based on what we've seen, that the Panthers made a mistake and probably should have taken Stroud ahead of Young? I think Stroud's head and shoulders better.
1: Yes, they're definitely thinking that.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's, he's played really well. He's got the NFL size.
1: Proof's in the pudding. I mean, look, just look.
0: <laughs> and the one thing that always impressed me about Stroud is, look, the SEC teams usually bully the teams that are not from the SEC in the playoffs. Stroud played Georgia in the playoff last year and they should have won the game. I mean, they scored at will. So he showed me in college that he could do it against the biggest of the bad. So maybe this isn't a fluke. I think New Orleans is going to make things uncomfortable for him. Their defense is really good. Um, but this is one of the better quarterbacks that you're gonna have faced all year. This dude's better than Jordan Love. This dude's better than uh Mac Jones. I mean, this is one of the better guys you're gonna you're gonna see so far this year.
1: Well, wow, look. Love- A big key for this game, if uh, Kamara runs the ball the first play, he gets hit in the head has a concussion, there goes the Saints offense. (laughs) The offensive
0: coordinator would be out. Your
1: coordinator's out, so you're in trouble.
0: (laughs) In the NFL this weekend, we got the London game, the Titans and the Ravens. Um, I don't like the London games, but I do like the fact that when I wake up on Sunday, there's football on and I don't have to watch the pregame shows. The players say that they despise the London Games. They say that the uh turf there is not safe. We've seen some injuries. And what are we doing? Man, like all why? these all these teams are making billions of dollars. Why we gotta go play over there? Yeah, man?
1: why keep doing it? If the guys that are putting the product on the field are telling you we don't like it, we don't feel safe doing it, why are you gonna keep doing it? The almighty dollar.
0: In a a Uh, league that that often preaches player safety is paramount. You can't tackle helmet to helmet, blah, 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 but we'll go send you to a substandard turf field in London four or five times a year. Don't get it. Don't do it. Belichick taking on Las Vegas, his old protege, uh, Josh Josh McDaniels. The Raiders are 2-3. and They're not very good, but New England is terrible. Um, If the Patriots get blown out again, like – Start having some issues, right? Like, here's one thing you know, Dallas put it on them. New Orleans has a good defense, got some sharp fields for it, some turnovers. They put it on them. Las Vegas is not a team that should be blowing you out. New England has to stand up a little bit this week, man. I would think.
1: If they don't, <laughs> it's going to be birds chirping. Yeah, but uh, I think they respond. I, I, I really do. I think they come back.
0: One of the big games in the NFL Sunday that not a lot of attention is being paid to because a lot of folks are focusing on Dallas and the Chargers is the Detroit Lions, 4-1, and one, traveling to take on Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay has an opportunity to maybe show that they're better than some people realize. They've had one of those chances earlier this year, and they kind of got beat up by the Eagles, 25-11. to They're off of a bye. The last time we saw them play, they beat up New Orleans, 26-9. to Um But there's a lot of people who think the Lions are for real. There's a lot of people who think the Lions are are a contender to make it to the Super Bowl. Jared Goff has nine touchdowns, three interceptions. Dave Montgomery's running wild. The Bucs are a three-point underdog at home. I think this is an opportunity for both of these teams to really make a statement. Detroit to show that they could beat a good team on the road. Tampa to show that they might be the best team in the South. If Tampa wins this game Sunday, a lot of people are going to change their mind about these Buccaneers.
1: So the game's in Tampa? In Tampa. Oh, wow. Uh. Big, big game. Yeah, you're right. I mean, Tampa can make a statement and say, look, we belong. Uh, Detroit's playing well right now. Oh, that'll be a game. I would lean Detroit right now. I think the the Lions are just playing too good for uh, a football. And I still, i not a believer in Tampa.
0: They, yeah, I, I'm not all the way there. I think they might be the best team in the South. I'm not all the way there, but boy, if they beat Detroit, I'm, I'm going to get pretty close to all the way there. Uh, let's see the Bills. Are the Bills playing somebody this week? The Bills are playing Sunday night football against the New York football Giants. Josh Allen has rebounded from opening day and has played well um, for the season 11 touchdowns and five interceptions. Uh, the Giants will will be without Daniel Jones. Um, boy, you talk about contracts that a team probably regrets. Daniel Jones got paid this offseason. He got a lot of money, and a lot of people were wondering why they gave him a lot of money. So far this year, two touchdowns and six picks for old Daniel Jones. Tyrod Taylor will be starting on Sunday for New York. He's and, still in the league? Yeah. Oh. Uh, <laughs> um, We've seen some of Tyrod Taylor. Whenever he's on, he he might be an upgrade, but, yeah, he's a little older now. But, man, I'm looking at this. The Giants are beat up, dude. I'm looking at this. Uh, Saquon Barkley's questionable. They have four members of their offensive line who are either out or who are questionable. Darren Waller is questionable. Debo got all this love and appreciation last year because the Giants made the playoffs and won a playoff game. But, boy, that honeymoon is over. They're bad. And I think Buffalo's going to hammer those dudes on Sunday.
1: Man, it, it, it looked like promising last year. Yeah. It's like they turned the corner. They're they, they back and laying eggs this year.
0: Yep, no doubt about that. Let's catch a break when we get back out of the break. The Fighting Tigers of LSU will be taking on Auburn tomorrow. We'll talk about that. Brian Kelly spoke to reporters yesterday. Gave us some updates. It's play-by-play. We'll be right back after this.
1: Maritime Safety Solutions, LLC, specializes in portable fire extinguisher sales, inspection, and service. They provide tests of CO2 fire suppression, NOVEC systems, fire detection systems, water mist systems, and safety relief valves on marine vessels. Conveniently located minutes away from Port Fouchon, our service technicians have a dependable reputation by outstanding service to the marine industry. Stop by Maritime Safety Solutions, LLC, 14626 West Main Street, Cutoff, or call 985-632-7233.
2: While inventory is growing, prices are dropping at Golden Motors. Come to Golden Motors and check out the new 2023 Chevrolet Silverado with the all-new technology and improved great fuel economy. Whether you're looking to tow your boat or camper, or if it's just you for your daily commute, the conference and towing capability is there for you. Check out the new 2023 Chevy Silverado at Golden Motors, 15101, Highway 3235, and Cutoff, the Back Road, 325-1000, Chevy, find new roads,
6: price is priority. Hi, my name is Daniel Lorraine, candidate for re-election for LaFouche Parish Councilman, District 9. I'm presently retired and have the knowledge, the experience, and the desire to keep serving the people of Salt LaFouche. Let me continue to be the voice of Salt LaFouche. On October the 14th, I would appreciate your vote and support. Number 82, God bless, paid for by the Daniel Lorraine Campaign Fund. Come on! Yeah! If you want it all back, jump
8: to your feet right now!
0: Take it, take it. it by force.
9: Let's go! Force.
0: Yeah. Welcome back to play by play. Here we're listening to Ty Tribbett on this Friday. If you that want somebody to get a good you one? fired up,
1: how's it going?
0: Yeah, that's a uh, it's actually a gospel song. It's about taking away all of the things that the evil spirits in your life have are taking back all the things that the evil spirits have taken away. Uh, it's actually a really good song. Gets me fired up. Um, college football this weekend, we've got LSU taking on Auburn six o'clock. Um, Brian Kelly said yesterday, uh, first and foremost on the injury front, Chris Hilton is the only tiger that's not going to be available. So Omar Spates, Aaron Anderson, and several others uh, that were on the injury report are going to be a full go ready to go. Um, Jaden Daniels this week was not listed on the injury report. And uh, he's good to go after getting uh, you know, beat up a little bit against Missouri. Brian Kelly said that on Monday practice, they had a captain's meeting, and Jaden Daniels is one of the captains. And, and Brian Kelly said yesterday, Daniels told him, said, Coach, look, I'm a little sore, but I don't want anything about practice to change. I want to get the same amount of reps that I get. Uh, you know." And the words that Brian Kelly used to explain it was, Jaden said, Hey, I'm one of the leaders, and leaders don't take days off whenever the team is in need. So I think it was pretty cool uh, to hear that he was fighting through a little bit of pain. But Brian also said um, that in Thursday practice, Daniels looked 100% and those ribs have, have healed. Um, you're taking on an Auburn team that is as much of a run-heavy SEC team as there has been in recent years. 209 rushes for the season compared to just 121 passing yards. Peyton Thorne for Auburn has not been effective this year for touchdowns, four interceptions, But Brian Kelly also cautioned us that when he was at Michigan State, he had a 3,200-yard season throwing with 27 touchdowns. So he is capable of making the throws. Right now the offense just doesn't dictate that it's needed. It's an Auburn offense that, frankly, has been a little bit of a mess this year. They're only getting 358 yards per game, as opposed to LSU, who's getting 548 yards per game. But the Auburn defense has been protected by their run game. They only allow 322 yards on defense. Um... We'll be curious. We're going to find out. Is the Auburn defense for real? We'll find out tomorrow against that LSU offense. And then likewise, facing an Auburn offense that's maybe not as good, maybe not as skilled, we'll find out a little bit about if LSU's defense made some uh, improvements and has continued to make some progression because this is an offense that you shouldn't struggle to score. They, They should not be scoring 40 on you. Against Georgia, they scored 20. They were kind of playing up to their... Competition there. Against A&M, they scored 10. Against California early in the year, they scored 14. You got to hold these dudes to 28 or under. You can't let them get into the 30s or the 40s. You got to hold them to 28 or under, maybe ideally even 20 or under. So it's a great test for the LSU defense to try to show that they've made some improvements.
1: Well, I don't know about a great test because, come on, Auburn's offense is not very good at all. And if, Look, if they score 40 on you, you got problems. I don't care. You can win the game or not. You got problems. Because down the road, you're going to be facing a little bit better offenses. And if this team can put up 40 on you, I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, Auburn's offense is not that good. Uh, throwing the ball, they might be able to run the ball a little on them. But uh, overall, I don't think they can score nearly near uh, close to 40 points. And Tiger offense, it, let's see if they keep on a roll or not. And Daniels. His ribs may be fine now, but let's see when he if and it's if he takes a, a hit from the defense and see how he reacts to that.
0: Brian Kelly also was very open yesterday in talking about how he believes his offensive staff is doing a really good job of calling plays this year and he, he went into details saying, hey, when teams are dropping their safeties back and are maybe playing cover one or cover two, that's when we're running the ball. When they bring the safeties up, we know we got one-on-ones, and that's when we're throwing the ball, and and specifically throwing the ball vertically. Um, I mean, that's not complex. Everybody's pretty much doing the same things. But his point was noted, is that whichever one the defense chooses, we could hurt you doing the other. Last week against Missouri, we saw them get 200-plus yards rushing. Logan Diggs ran wild. If Auburn comes into the game, maybe trying to take the run away. That's when Daniels in the like they they're very balanced is what I'm getting at. They could do both, and I think that that's something that's going to be a big plus for them going forward the rest of the year. And
1: look, I never really thought about that, but that's a valid point he makes because look at somebody the running lanes that they do have, they're wide open, big holes to run through. Backs do a good job of of you know getting the extra yards once they get hit. And look, receiver wise, a lot of these receivers are wide open. So, yeah, I think the coordinators are doing a great job calling the games, putting these guys in situations to have success. And you can't – if you talk about the LSU offense, you have to talk about Jaden Daniels, his ability to put the ball in a basket. I mean, in the corner of the end zone, it is just amazing. Casey, I haven't seen touch on a football like that consistent, and those receivers – or, or making plays with hands in their face, but he's putting the ball where only his guy can get it.
0: Is it safe to say, um, look, he's 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 not going to do Joe Burrow stuff, right? Joe Burrow is one in a lifetime. He had 5,000 yards, 50-plus touchdowns, whatever he ended up with. Is it safe to say that this is the second-best LSU quarterback that we've seen this season? I mean, I know there has been some good ones, and Jamarcus Russell, but I just think that, look, but because here's the thing, bro. Like, he's going to throw for 4,000 yards. He's going to throw for 30, 40 touchdowns. He's going to run for 1,000 yards. I mean, he, that, that's the element to him that makes it. How big was it down the stretch against Missouri, even with the hurt ribs, where some of those runs that he was making, he gets first downs with his legs, and I think he might be that second guy behind Burrow right now.
1: Right now, I, I would lean to say yes, but let's wait and see how the rest of the season plays out. It, but right now, at this point, I I it's hard to argue with your point and uh how can I say this? he he's going up against the SEC's down as a whole. So the uh Burrow and Hudson you know, they may have played against better teams, I think, in the SEC as a whole. So uh but yeah, he's still he's making plays.
0: Coach Prime is complaining. Um surprise, surprise. Um, Colorado's playing tonight at 9 o'clock our time, 8 o'clock their time against Stanford. Coach Prime said, and I quote, this is the stupidest thing that I've ever seen. Who wants to play an 8 o'clock kickoff? Well, first off, LSU would willingly play every game at 8 o'clock if you let them. Um, He said, who wants to stay up to watch a game at 8 o'clock? And then he talked about how the kickoff is going to actually be 10 o'clock on the East Coast and this is purely a recruiting ploy. He wants the kids on the East Coast to watch Colorado play so that he could go and get some players in the in the portal or whatever it may be. But, dude, just be grateful that you're on TV. You're playing Stanford. Colorado and Stanford is not an attractive matchup. The fact that this game is even on national TV at all, he should be grateful for, man. What is he complaining about?
1: I love, we, we take a little bit of hate sometimes from people where, uh, oh, you're too hard on Deion Sanders and this and that. What would a, a – and I'm going to say a a, a – let's say a seasoned coach or even a good coach, if you will, would respond to the time they're playing. We don't care what time we play. We're going to line up and play. Now, why is he going to question the time? Yeah, recruiting, but I think a, a seasoned or a better coach would just say it doesn't matter the time we're playing. We, we got going to line up and play. We dude, play you, at 3 in the morning if we have to.
0: If you told me tomorrow that next year every single one of LSU's games would be an 8 o'clock kickoff, I would be jumping for joy. I like that. I like late kickoffs. LSU fans like late kickoffs. LSU fans are maybe at a different level of party animal, and we like to be a little sauced before the game starts. You know how that goes. Um, but, dude, it's not that late. I mean, you think that these college kids are going to be in bed by – Eleven o'clock? No. It's gonna be better for them playing late. That's oh, when the kids are in their prime. Put them at eleven in the morning. Oh, well, then it's too early. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Give me a break. Next year when he's coaching oh. the Cowboys, he would play at either twelve or three. So that's not, not gonna happen. Tulane is playing Memphis tonight. That's a huge game for the Green Wave. They're five-point favorite against Memphis, who's four and one. Um, let's see some things that Memphis does well. Memphis, we pull up the stats. They've got a quarterback who was thrown for 10 touchdowns and five interceptions. They've got a really good running back in Watson who has 455 yards rushing Tulane has played well this year. And I'm not meaning to say this negatively at all because they're off the four and one start and they're doing a lot of really good things. Offensively. I don't think they're as good as they were last year. They struggle to run the ball a little bit at times. They're still scoring some points, right? Pratt has played well, um, be curious to see. It's an offense that averages 389 yards per game. That's not a ton. You're facing a Memphis defense that gives up 360. I would like to see Tulane go on the road and score a bunch tonight. I want to see them get back to that rhythm that they had last year on that side of the ball.
1: If they don't come out with the win, shame on them. There's no, Look, they're playing a, game, a good team. Memphis is good. But you coming off an off week. You're giving Pratt an extra week to heal. I, I don't care where you're playing. Time. Tulane should take care of business tonight.
0: A&M in Tennessee is one of the big ones this weekend. Um, Jimbo had it all set up. Oh, boy, I'm going to win the West. I'm going to beat Alabama. We're going to take control. And they might get their second straight SEC loss Saturday against Tennessee. Let me look at the line for that game. The Volunteers are a three-point favorite at home. This is a huge game for Jimbo coming up. This is a big, big one. They've got to have this one because if you lose this one, you are already got your third loss, which means you're going to be pretty much out of the race. You still have to play Georgia on the road. Nope, I'm, never mind. I'm looking at Ole Miss's schedule. Wrong team. Um,
1: Girl, I was getting ready to ask you about Ole Miss after.
0: Uh, but you, you still got to play Ole Miss. you still got to play LSU on the road. That's where I was going. So, big, big game. You said you want to talk about Ole Miss. LSU needs Ole Miss to lose a game here coming up um, to grab back control of their own destiny. Ole Miss has Auburn and Vanderbilt. Don't expect problems there. They have Texas A&M at home. That could be tough. They're going to lose at Georgia. So
1: they off this week?
0: Ole Miss is not playing this week. Yeah. They're playing Auburn their next game next Saturday. And then, of course, you got the Egg Bowl against Mississippi State. You throw the records out there. Anything can happen in that game. Um, but Ole Miss is actually in control. Well, no, they're not in control. there, destiny. Alabama is. But Ole Miss has more control than LSU does because of the head-to-head win. The Tigers need the Rebels to lose one coming home. And I think they will. I, I certainly think that we'll Miss will.
1: Who, who's going to beat them? At Georgia. Oh Georgia! Yeah. I forgot. Yeah. Yeah,
0: at Georgia. Yeah, they're they're going to lose that one, Bubba. Um, so we got an interesting college week. I'm not going to lie; this is not the best college football schedule that we've ever seen. It's a lot of uh, ranked teams facing unranked teams, and they're heavily favored. Out west, we got a good one: Oregon and Washington. We mentioned a And M and Tennessee. That'll be a good one. Kansas is in the top twenty five facing Mike Gundy. USC and Notre Dame will be a fun one. Um, Miami and North Carolina will be good. Missouri and Kentucky will be good. So, we'll, we'll see. Um,
1: and just for the record, Ole Miss will beat Georgia.
0: <laughs> okay. Wow. Yeah, that's a, Ole Miss is going to beat Georgia.
1: Mark it down the, the day at a time. Yeah. Ole right. Miss is beating Georgia.
0: Okay, so that's at 12.46 on... Whatever the date is. The Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th. Oh, we got to go to Morgan City on Friday the 13th. I'm just realizing that. Ugh.
1: Well, at least it's not in a the gym. Then You have to walk out the gym. That's
0: We talk about no first responders in attendance. Their gym is notorious for that.
1: Oh, mercy. <laughs> How many times we walked out that gym? And...
0: Oh, yeah, fearing for for our safety. Um, with that having been said, let's go to a commercial break when we get back. I'll give you some weekend predictions and then we'll wrap up. It's play-by-play. We'll be right back after this.
10: Hello, my name is Devin Lewis and I'm a candidate for LaFouche Parish Council District 8 seat. I'm born and raised in LaRose and still live just down the street from my parents, Wilbur and Mary, with my three children, Connor, Sophia, and McCullough. I attended school at Holy Rosary, LCO, and South LaFouche High School and college at University of Tennessee and Tulane University. I was proud to serve my country as a United States Marine. I love my country, my family, and where I'm from. On October 14th, I'm asking you, with an honor and privilege to continue to serve all three. My name is Devin Lewis, candidate for Lafourche Parish Council, District 8, paid for by Devin Lewis.
6: This is Secretary of
1: State Kyle Arduin. Election Day is this Saturday, October 14th, and everyone has something on their ballot. So make sure to download the free, award-winning GoVote mobile app. Find your polling place, sign up for electronic notifications, and view your sample ballot. As a reminder, polls are open from 7 a.m. to 8 p.m. this Saturday. For more information and to find out how we keep our elections safe and secure, visit geauxvote.com. Get ready and go vote, Louisiana.
7: All your auto repairs for your first car should be to Troy's Paint and Body Shop, located on Highway 3235 in La Rose. They're established since 1997. Troy's Paint and Body Shop is family owned and operated. They sell parts and repair all makes and models of vehicles. Troy's Paint and Body Shop honors all insurance estimates Go by and see their trusted team of technicians for all your auto needs. Trust me. Troy's Peyton Body Shop, 985-693-4133. That's 985-693-4133.
2: Great news, home of businesses, we're here. We are Rev, a telecommunications provider with powerful solutions and unmatched local support. We've been bringing Louisiana people, businesses, and culture together for 85 years. Our fiber network delivers superior internet, phone, and security. It's big business technology with small business personal service. For a limited time, get up to $300 off business services. Visit us at letsrev.biz to get up to $300 off.
1: Talk.
0: Oh yeah, this is uh, this is my my pop, Big Steve. This is his jam. He's a huge ACDC fan. He and Tommy Veg and all the East One Thirteenth Street crew, um, they all love that song. Actually, I got that wrong. East One Seventh. No, no, it is One Thirteen. I East One Thirteenth Street Crew. Let me not get that wrong before I get disowned. Um, NFL predictions or weekend predictions. Not all the NFL weekend predictions. Prediction one, the Bengals continue where they left off last week. Joe Burrow looked good last week. Jamar Chase looked good last week. The Bengals at home are going to beat the Seahawks this weekend. I think that the Bengals are starting to get things together. Trey Hendrickson is going to play well, and I think that the Bengals are going to get another win. I think the 49ers are going to have a little bit of a hangover against the Browns on Sunday. not saying that they're not going to win, but they're nine-and-a-half point favorite. I could see the Browns' defense slowing them a little bit. It's supposed to be a rain game. If Deshaun Watson doesn't play, I change my tune and I see he's out. So never mind. Forget everything that I just said. (laughs) That was quick. Yeah, forget everything that I just said. Uh, Let's omit that one. Let's ride that one in the pin. So I thought Watson was back. My bad, y'all. Weekend prediction. Same token, though. I think that the Eagles are going to beat the Jets, but I think the Jets' defense will make the Eagles uncomfortable enough to where it's going to actually be a four-quarter game. Um, Zach Wilson is playing a little bit better. The Jets have a phenomenal defense, one of the best in the NFL, so I look forward to that matchup. I think the Eagles win, but it might be by late field goal or late touchdown. I don't think they're going to run away from New York. And Vegas doesn't either. They're, the Eagles are a six-point favorite. I think the Lions are going to put a hurting on Tampa Bay on Sunday. I think that uh, the Lions have some, some vibe right now. They're believing. They're bought in. Jared Goff is playing well. They're running the ball well. Defensively, they're better. Detroit's a three-point favorite on the road. I think they win and they cover that. I hope you're right. I think that they're going to take care of business there. Uh, well, this isn't a weekend prediction, so I'm going to save it for Monday. I was about to say something about the Cowboys and Chargers, but we've got a Monday show that we could talk about that. Um, the Bills are going to dominate and crash and burn the Giants. Tyrod Taylor is old. He's not going to be able to keep up. The Giants just don't look like they're bought in right now. Without Daniel Jones, I think Buffalo is going to hammer them on Sunday night. Belichick and the crew are going to circle the wagons. I'm going New England to beat the Las Vegas Raiders this weekend. I don't believe in the Raiders at all. I watched them on Monday night. Um, they won, but boy, it was ugly. They needed Jordan Love to throw a bunch of interceptions. By the way, shout out to Thibodeau High School graduate Amik Robertson for getting the game-winning interception yep. on Monday. That was really cool to see. Uh, I thought it was really cool to see Amik say after the game, he said, "Uh, look, dude, I know they're always picking on me. I'm the smallest guy on the field. And then he also added, he said, I saw the ball in the air, and I wasn't thinking bat it down because I wanted it to hurt more than just a pass yeah. breakup. So he intercepted it, got the game there. Atlanta's going to win. They're going to beat the Commanders this weekend. They're going to get to 4-2 and two there at home against Washington. I, I'm starting to buy the Atlanta train a little bit. They're, Atlanta. Uh, Falcons. Falcons. Oh, okay. Braves yeah. Yeah. The <laughs> Braves are done. Yeah. The Braves are done. I've been told. Uh, but John Robinson, um, he averages 5.4 yards per carry. He's a load, man. He, he's playing really well. They're using him as a receiver also. He's got 21 catches. I think Atlanta's going to get the win. The Falcons, let me rephrase that, are going to get the win. In in college football this weekend, I like LSU to get over 500 yards of offense again, but I think Auburn's going to scare them a little bit offensively. I think Auburn's going to move the ball some. Give me LSU about a two-touchdown win, but I think Auburn might get to that 28, 31 points. I think LSU's going to have to win another high-scoring game.
1: Auburn may may win the coin toss, and that's it.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Um, Here's one for you that you're probably going to agree with. Arkansas is 2-4, and and they're 0-3 in the SEC. Their SEC losses are a close loss to LSU, a close loss to Texas A&M, and a close loss to Ole Miss. They're not as bad as their record indicates. They're traveling to Tuscaloosa. Alabama's a 20-point favorite. I'm going to say Arkansas covers tomorrow. I think that Arkansas is going to play them close, lose by 10, 14 points. I think Arkansas is going to cover. They have played three SEC games. They lost them all close. I think Arkansas is going to cover the 20 tomorrow against Alabama.
1: Uh, I would agree with that.
0: Texas a and is going to get humbled. I think Tennessee is going to beat them this weekend. It's tough to win in Neyland Stadium. Uh, Milton uh, had a very bad game against Florida, but he rebounded, and they got a 41-20 win over South Carolina. I think Texas A. M. and is going to have too much offense. I don't trust Max Johnson to win on the road. I don't trust Max Johnson to win <laughs> anywhere. Uh, I think te- Tennessee is going to take care of AM there. Notre Dame is going to beat USC. I don't think Whoa. I don't think USC is very good. They're 6 and 0. you look at their schedule. They haven't played anyone with a pulse in their conference. They beat Stanford who's 1 and 4. They beat Arizona State who's 1 and 5. They beat Colorado who's 4 and 2, but again kind of beating up on some patsies. They beat Arizona in triple overtime who's 3 and 3. Notre Dame's going to be a different level. Notre Dame's offense is going to take advantage of that very poor USC defense that allows 421 yards per game. Notre Dame on defense is one of the best in the country, only allowing 279 yards per game. Notre Dame coming off of a disappointing showing against Louisville last week at home, they're going to knock off USC, and they're going to dent up Caleb Williams quite a bit. Well,
1: USC, uh, their coach?
0: Uh, Lincoln uh, Riley.
1: Does he recruit defensive
0: players? Well, he we got Tackett Curtis from Louisiana. That's about the only one that I know Everywhere
1: of. Everywhere he's at, their his defenses allow Look, man, tons of points.
0: Did Did you watch the well? The game ended at almost two a.m., so you probably were asleep. No, I did not watch uh, their last game against Arizona. I was one of the the fortunate few who stayed up and watched all the way to the third overtime. The way college football works now is once you get to the third overtime, it's a two point conversion competition. His two-point conversion play was a swinging gate. Like, the dude's a fun chalk. The dude is just trying to show you how cool his playbook is. They don't pay any attention to their defense at all. And it's going to cost them because let me tell you something. I I was talking about this with my buddy Richard the other day. There's only one more game on that USC schedule that I think that they're certain to win. They play Notre Dame this week, Utah next week, California they'll beat. But then they close with Washington, who's number seven in the country, Oregon, who's number eight in the country, and UCLA, who's number eighteen in the country, five of their last six games are against ranked opponents. They might only win one more game the whole year. (laughs) Oh, I could certainly see that. They're not good enough on defense, man. They're not good enough on defense. George is going to roll through Vanderbilt. That's a boring weekend prediction. That that's 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 a give me. Uh, I think that George is going to get a big win. I'll give you this. I think Florida State might struggle for a little while against Syracuse. I think that they're probably going to win the matchup, but Florida State's been kind of leaking oil a little bit lately, man. Um, they won an overtime ugly game against Clemson. They struggled through the Boston College game. Even last week against Virginia Tech, um, they were winning twenty-two to nothing at the end of the first quarter, but they allowed Virginia Tech to cut the uh, the lead to twenty-two to seventeen in the third quarter. They just they just kind of go to sleep a little bit at times. They they just kind of fall out. And seeing the way that the LSU defense has played this year, it erases my thoughts that their offense is really good because everybody's doing that to LSU. So I don't know. I think Syracuse can maybe challenge them and scare them a little bit. In the MLB, um, let's see. We've got the championship series that are starting over the weekend. I think the Rangers are going to beat your Astros, Bubba. I'm sorry. I, uh, I think the Rangers, it might be their year. They've got a great manager. They've got some good mojo right now. I think they win game one at Minute Maid Park. <laughs> then Monday, um, the Diamondbacks and the Phillies start. I, I don't care. Hope hopefully both <laughs> hopefully both teams lose. Um I'll be rooting for whoever wins that Rangers and Astros series to take it all. Um MLB's gotta fix their playoff format, man. There are no teams with more than ninety wins left. You win your division, you get that bye and then you get knocked out and the Houston's the only team that survived it. Um They've got to fix that. that that there's no way that that's a coincidence that two years in a row that happens they've got to get that fixed yeah, got to get that uh,
1: yeah I agree it's it's uh you given we talked about it earlier you you played a season where you consistent. consistently playing 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 play a day off here or there, but not a whole week that's just way too much
0: Miami's Haley Cavender, which is a prominent women's basketball player for Miami
1: what come to lSU. <laughs>
0: She's entered the transfer portal today. <laughs> um, dude, the season's about to start. You, you want to know, look, Haley Cavender, by the way, is a twin. She and her twin sister, Hannah, both played for Miami last year. Uh, and then they said that they're not going to play basketball anymore in the offseason. They said that they were retiring despite having some eligibility. But now Haley, who was an all-ACC all performer last year and led Miami to the Elite Eight, um, said that she's exploring a transfer and will try to continue her playing career. You want me to play the LSU fight song now or later?
1: Yeah, I got the tomahawk chop. I can come right back with you.
0: Because, like, it feels like this would have LSU written all over. You want to know something interesting about Haley Cavender and her twin sister? Um, Where do I find the name? Hannah, you, know, you want to know something about the Cav- Cavender twins that's interesting? Go ahead. As soon as they graduate college, you know where they're going? No, they not. They have both already signed contracts with the WWE. They're going and becoming female wrestlers. As soon
1: what? As well.
0: It says here in the story, um, Haley is will spend the next year. Look, she she's announced that she's entering the portal. She's not going to play this year. She wants to come back in the 2024-2025 season. And the story says that they both said in the spring they would – forego their final seasons of eligibility to focus on their opportunities with WWE. They signed a contract with WWE in 2021. And it says Haley will spend her year away from basketball training at WWE's performance center and preparing herself for her future career. Oh, (laughs) well, here's here's my question, dude. And I know it's one o'clock. I know we're up against it. So she is saying I'm in the portal which obviously means she's going to transfer elsewhere. I don't know, you know, LSU, Ole Miss, Florida, where I don't know, wherever she goes. But it also says here that she's going to be spending her time at the WWE Performance Center. Like, do college student-athletes just not have to go to school anymore? Like...
1: I, I guess if you have enough money, you don't.
0: Like, she's going to have to... Is she going to do all online, virtual? I mean, like, Yeah, she's
1: just... Wow.
0: That's that's really interesting what
1: a money's that
0: and they're they're, they're two good looking gals both twins they're gonna fit in at WWE um but I just couldn't imagine having someone on my roster on scholarship that I never see ever because they're in Florida training for their WWE career that's uh it's a little weird it's
1: a that's a little weird it's a lot weird that's
0: uh <laughs> that's where we are in college sports today unfortunately oh, Greg Kittle. Got fined $13,000 for wearing a shirt on Sunday night that said, bleep Dallas in blue lettering. Should have got fined more than that. Should have got suspended forever. But anyway, let's wrap up today's show. Thanks to everybody for listening. Thanks to Chandler. Thanks to Tommy Minton. We'll be at Morgan City tonight, 6.30 pregame. God bless you guys. You've been listening to Play by Play. Love y'all.